All right, welcome back to Singles Exchange, a podcast that focuses on conversations, connections, and community. As always, I'm your host, Joy J, and today I am featuring some special guests. Super excited, super geeked. Um, but before we get started, you know the drill. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Singles Exchange on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and whatever your streaming podcast platform is. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor, Spotify, whatever you use. Be sure to subscribe. Um, I am rock, rocking that Singles Exchange merchandise because it is here. Exciting, exciting. So be sure to inbox us if you're interested in a shirt. Um, today we're recording one of the installments in our first podcast series, Discourse on Dating. And today's topic is all about dating after divorce. So I want to go ahead and introduce you guys to our special guest, First up, we have Zoe, and I will let him tell a little bit about himself. Hi, everybody. My name is Alfonso Jones. I am uh, 34 years young. Um, I have been divorced for about four years now, and uh, I'm an Aquarius, and I like long walks on the beach, and I like um, sleep. Sleep is great. Sleep is awesome. Sleep is life. And next, we have the lovely Miss Dionisha. Hi. Um, I'm Dionisha, 36. I'm a Capricorn. I don't know about walks on the beach, but I'm going to figure that out before I die. Um, I do like sleep. I think sleep is the most therapeutic thing on the planet, especially when you have four boys and you work two jobs. So sleep is my best friend. Yes. Other than that, I like to read. I like books. That's that's about all you get from me. Media is definitely one of my reading buddies. So we are going to talk a little bit about both of their experiences of dating after divorce. Um, and I want to, I got to see which question I want to start with because they're so interesting. Deep. So this is one that I did not write down. But if you don't mind, tell us a little bit of how you got to the place of divorce. Was it a mutual thing? Was it a, I hate your stinking guts? Like, how did you get here? <laughs> uh, ladies so you first. Go first. Nope, ladies first. Oh, wow. Okay. So, how did, okay, to be completely and fully transparent, I shouldn't have gotten married at all. Um, I got married trying to appease my then pastor. And I didn't, I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm so in love. There was an ultimatum. It was either marry me or move out. Because uh, they were harassing us about living together and shack and all that foolishness. And so in my mind, he was going to say bye. But uh, he was like, okay. And I was like, what? And so uh, that went on for like, like 10 years. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to say probably like five years in, I knew that was, okay, so two years, two to three years after the marriage, it was over, but because I had these children and I grew up without a father, I kind of let it linger because I wanted them to have a father, and yeah, it was over before it started. Okay. 
All right. So I guess that's my turn then. Um, we, um, so we were married for six years and towards the end of things, things were kind of bad. Like communication wasn't there. Basically, we both was like very immature in the marriage. And uh, like, like Didi said, we, we probably should not have gotten married. Um, I got married when I was 25. So I was like pretty young. Um, uh, it was over. Well, basically for the like the last year of the marriages, basically like we knew it was gonna it was over. We just seeing who was gonna be the first one to leave, <laughs> and she ended up being the first one to leave. So, uh, like I came home from one of my gigs and uh, the house was empty. She had just left me the living room stuff, and I was like, okay. But I I wasn't even mad. I was actually like relieved. I was just like it's over, and um, like I got the best sleep that I've gotten that night um and then the next day i just got to it just figured out how to live life without this person that i just committed six years seven years because we dated for a year and we're engaged for a year like a year so you know how do i do you know figure out life without this person and then um of course the that the divorce that happened that day she left you know it took a whole some years to get that whole process like completely done um but she also went through some personal like uh uh medical issues that i helped her through after after we were like separated um and then like after she was clear of that medical issue she ghosted me <laughs> and i was like cool well moving on with life <laughs> and uh here i am today healed and ready to go right fresh right. i ready so I think that's a good segue into my next question of how did divorce affect you initially and like later on? Because I know with any breakup, you feel one way when it's fresh and then things start to change as it gets further and further away. So how did how did it affect you initially and then how does it affect you now? Okay. Okay, well, I'll go. <laughs> There's honestly the same frustrations that I had then I have now. It was never a thing of, I want you back, please come, or anything like that. I wanted you to take care of your kids when we was married. I want you to take care of your kids now. Other than that, please do you act like I don't exist. We good, you know? Um, so it, there's no change at all. Okay, and how does how does it affect like you as a person? So I know you don't necessarily want him back, but how did that affect you? As um, just I don't know that it really affected me as a person. I will be fully transparent and say it, the whole thing affected my relationship with God more than anything on the outside. It was more of an internal battle because I didn't get married because I wanted to get married. I got married because I wanted to please God. And then for all those things, so I, I didn't go into all of that when you asked the initial question, but for the cheating and the dishonesty and the disrespect when I'm actually trying to live like you asked me to, I think my anger and my frustration and my bitterness and all that was directed towards God for a while but people like you and uh, you know a few other people that helped me understand that 
it's just all really a learning experience. I, I grew from it, but initially it was more of frustration with God than him because a part of me even stills, uh, feels like um, compassion for him because I know some of the demons that he battles with, but you're going to battle them by yourself now. Gotcha. No. Um, so... Uh, they say like you know guys have a, a different way of doing it. so initially I was happy because I didn't have to be stressed um, I could go back to speaking my mind I didn't have to like be silent in the, for the sake of keeping the peace because like I'm not an arguer I'm not a like fusser so like if you fuss at me I'm just gonna like look at you like you're crazy and just be quiet which is usually gets the, the opposite you know reaction that I want <laughs> 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 women like why you ain't saying nothing back uh because you know i'm just not gonna argue with you i got your point the first time but um i digress <laughs> um but then i went through a very um before that i made a conscious decision not to be a hoe after i became free um that was like the number one advice I got from everybody was like, you just need to get into something else. You need to just do something, do this, this. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. So I like, I actually, I went the opposite way and I dove deeper into God and like, you know, basically turned to the church and basically spent all my free time around church people, around the church. Cause that, even if I didn't feel like being a Christian, my honor and respect of the house of God and my honor and respect of God uh, forced me to kind of keep that mentality. Yeah. Um, so then I went through a really, really uh, deep depression for like a year. And this is because like I went from living in a really good neighborhood in a nice apartment um, to and, and driving a really nice car to renting a room and, you know, gigging like living off one income because two incomes is way better than one <laughs> and then um that same in that same span of time i ended up getting hit by a semi truck so it totaled my car so i didn't have like i didn't had nothing <laughs> so the the person i was renting the room from they noticed that like i only came out the room to go gig and then like when i went to go gig i had to put on you know the happy face and yeah. you know had to be you know fonzie spanky so whichever personality people want me to be or know me as um so i would do that and then i would just go home and just be in my room just yeah. by myself or um or if i had company i had company and like they would just be in my room and i just be quiet <laughs> You know, it's because people will come and check on me and it's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm good. Um, but yeah, so after that year of being renting that room, I moved into my first apartment after that. Um, and that's when I started noticing that my depression was lessening and I was kind of getting back into the journey of finding myself because when you're married to somebody and with somebody for so long, you kind of lose you and you become y'all, you know? <laughs> And uh, yeah, we even had like a team name. You know, they had like uh, Brad Bradgelina. We had a whole team name. It was, it was disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. But uh, um, but yeah, I had to find myself again. I had to find 
uh, who Alfonso was, you know, post-marriage. Because I didn't want to go back to the pre-Alfonso like that, that you knew in college. You know, even yeah. though like that was that was a good version of me because I was that's where I learned how to speak my mind. I learned how to, you know, who I was as a person and how to be myself, like unapologetically. So I had to learn how to do all that over again. Um, and in that, like God continues to move in my life, like my career, because I was a full time musician when it happened. So it's like, um, if I didn't work, I didn't eat. And a lot of times I didn't feel like working. Because <laughs> I was so we like, I all like to eat, praise God. <laughs> as you can tell. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's just like, as I got better, um, my, my relationship with God got stronger. And then like, um, my life just started falling back into places. So like now I'm 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 in another apartment. My I think this is gonna be like a a, a place I live until I get married again. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a really nice place. I got my got my own studio in the house. So I can do like whatever yeah. I want to do whenever I want to do it. But like um, it's just like I attribute all that I have now to that experience that I went through. So that I needed that depression. I needed that divorce. Cause like I found myself getting comfortable or I, I found myself losing myself because I was just trying to keep the peace and just try to like, you know, lay low and make her happy. <laughs> that's good. And that's a good, so I want to segue, but first, um, which both of your answers were great. But one thing that I wanted to piggyback off of Zoe was talking about how you you chose not to revert. And I think that's a hard thing for people to do. I think that a lot of people do kind of go backwards when they are initially in this place of hurt and I'm, I'm getting this divorce and, you know, I'm too young for a divorce. And so it's, it's almost like it's an identity crisis, which you did say that um, it's an identity crisis because now I have to rediscover who I am without this person. So that was really good and i like the fact that you said that you were able to turn back to god which you guys kind of had opposing views not in a bad way but Didi was saying that a lot of her anger was towards god so um i just thought that was really interesting um even just from the aspect because of course we're all church kids but i am fully a church girl who understands that the church teaches women to be a wife be a wife be a wife be a wife and I'm not a church. Didi is not a church girl, but she's a church lady in her adulthood. <laughs> I ain't your regular church dude either, though. But right, you know. and as those merch says it all, because he is not your regular church dude. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not saying it like that because I'm absolutely I absolutely am now, but I didn't grow up in yeah. the church. So at the time of me, you know, going into the marriage and everything, I'm like gung ho for God. And then this happened, like really, you know. No, I was the same way, cause like we were always taught that you know when you find your help meet, you know now you're you're walking in your full purpose of God, and it's like yeah. when that doesn't happen, it's just like wow, God, we had, you know, there was you, you know, they do the whole follow me as I follow Christ, and it's like now right. I'm following Christ, but I don't have this person, you yeah. know, this person ain't on the same page as me. Yeah, that's good. So, so you said something, and this is the segue I wanted to get to. Um, you said that you did want to be married again. Didi, is that something that you also would like to do? Absolutely. Okay. I didn't always so feel that way. Okay, let's talk about that then. What? <laughs> how did we get here? 
um, realizing that I'm, I need a companionship, um, realizing that my purpose that I have, that God has for me is not tied. I can't do it by myself, basically. And um, I know in the in the role that God has me in right now, I need I need a wife. I can't be single. Like for a single man in ministry, like there's so many pitfalls and traps that are set for you Listen. that your wife can help you see. And um, I need that right now. <laughs> I need that for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, which shameless plugger. Um, another installment in this series is going to be called Dating and Divinity, where we will talk about being a single person in ministry. So you be on the lookout for that too. All right. Uh, knows that as well. <laughs> she knows that struggle very well. Um, Didi, you said you do want to be married again. How, did you always feel that way coming out of your divorce to now? It's a daily battle. I'm, I'm going to be fully <laughs> transparent. I'm completely and utterly double-minded and unstable. When I get up and I ain't got to argue with nobody, I ain't got to ask you where this money is, why do you didn't do this, who is that on your phone? Like, there's contentment in being single, you know? A one a, a contentment, like he stated, that I didn't experience at all, 0% when I was married. But on the other side, like he brought up, you know, that that helped me, that confidant, that friend, that lover, that person that you can pray with, like for real, not you always only praying for, you know, that you can walk in ministry together like all oh, it seems like a fairy tale so of course i would like that but if i gotta pick head so <laughs> mm, i might stay <laughs> no and i totally agree you it's a daily it's a daily you know thing like i've gone on dates and it's like you date some women he's like man i'm so happy to be single because I could just walk away from this thing right now and like not even like Man. think twice about it. Like I'm not even like I I've grown past the ghosting, so I just be like, look, this ain't working. Uh, I'm not gonna call you no more. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like first and foremost, I feel like I'm too old to be playing those ghosting games, and yeah. you know it's like no, nah, I know I know exactly what I want. Um, like that, the, this whole process of like being single after divorce has taught me exactly what I want, uh, exactly what I need, and that's what I'm looking for. That's good. So, and this is for both of you. What are some red flags that you ignored in your marriage that you absolutely will not ignore in the future? So you go first. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. Dang, she in my head. Um, so I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna try not to put like her business out there, but like basically, um, I I need somebody who is ambitious on their own, um, because that is going to translate to how we we operate in our marriage. Um, I've I, I've learned that I fell in love with her potential. And I didn't see who she was as a person. I just saw what she could be. And that's what I always strived for in our marriage. And that's what was like always the basis of contention in our marriage. So um, just being more um, 
Well, trusting God, definitely, and being discerning because I want to make sure this is the person I'm going to be with um, and just looking for at that person for who they are at that moment. And if that person at that moment is exactly what I need, then I know we can grow from there. That's good. Evie? I just want to pass this question. <laughs> uh, okay, so just being, I don't, when I met my ex-husband, I didn't really know God for real. I didn't know Christ for real. I had been to church and it was like, oh, look at the people shouting, you know. It wasn't a real thing for me. And I guess it enticed me that he was somebody that went to church every Sunday and he was at choir rehearsal and he was at Bible study. But after getting to know him, he wasn't at church for God. He was at church to get that check. He wasn't at Bible study for God. He was at Bible study because you had to come to Bible study to continue to be a musician okay, to get that check that rehearsal. <laughs> I was He was required to be there. So one of my requirements is that when I meet you, you got to love God personally. Yeah. Before, I, I mean, if you don't go to church, I ain't gonna flip out about that because I know it's real people who really love God and they're not uh, committed to a church home. But you have to have a personal relationship with God for real before we can talk about anything else. Yeah. We can we can talk about you being lazy, possibly, maybe. We can discuss the fact that your credit is looking like something else. But if you don't love God, I can't touch it. Yeah. Because that's not a battle I'm willing to fight. I know who God has called me to be. And at this point, if we can't walk together, we can't agree. Yeah, definitely being on the same page of religious beliefs is going to be like a key point. Because uh, like I, I thought about it. I weighed those options of like, what if I... What if I get with somebody who is not, you know, a Christian or somebody who doesn't go to church? And like, what are those uh, what are those arguments are going to be like? What are those disagreements are going to be like? You know, do I want to deal with that? Do I have to deal with that? And it's like, no, I don't. If I just find the person that's in the will of God the same way I am, then I don't have to worry about those those things. That's good. And then one other thing I have to mention, because it's a little different for he and I, I have to be with somebody who loves kids which is a great <laughs> great into my next question um because dv you have children so um how does you dating after your divorce so dating now how does that impact your children and um what are some qualifications because like, i know you well i'll let you tell about your kids but um how do your expectations and standards play into the fact that you also have children? The children are the bar, period. Yeah. If, unfortunately, it's not all about me. As much as I want my husband to think that I'm everything and the bag of chips and all this, that and the other, it's not. As much as I want to be married and I want to fall in love and all this, that and the other, them kids are looking for something that they've never had. So I can't even honestly say that I really date. I'll meet you. 
we'll text a couple times and that's it Dang, wrong answer <laughs> you are not who they need for whatever it is that you are I'm not for that for my boys Froze. Right. I was like, <laughs> somebody froze. But Didi, are you still there? Yes. Can y'all hear me? You hear me? Now we can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I just said if that if you if a man can't be an example for the children, they can't be a mate for me. And that makes sense, especially because you have all boys. So um bringing somebody around who is gonna be an example and a father figure, you have to have certain standards. So that makes sense. Um, which Zoe does not have children of his own, but Zoe loves the kids too. I love kids. I've dated girls, I've dated women with kids. And um, like like she said, the kids are their, their standards. But on the other side of things too, um, I found with us trying to build together, it was almost like a competition with the kids just because like you know you have to kind of um you have to work on their schedule so yeah. it's like you know you have to find that moment of when when she, when they're available to build with because i understand you don't want to introduce your kids to somebody right away like you want to keep that separation that that makes perfect sense but if you're if you're wanting to get to know somebody better you you need to it, it takes time so it's like, I agree with you time? wholeheartedly, but the issue with my children, and I'm not saying that it, no other woman has this issue, is my children are looking for something that they've never had. And any man that comes around, are you going to be around? Are you going to stay around? Do I get to cling to you as a father figure? You know, it may not even be a dating thing. We may just be friends and they have an expectation of somebody to be what they've been looking for and i absolutely will not bring somebody around who ain't gonna be around for five minutes i'm just not gonna do it absolutely i totally agree it just happened the woman that i dated that had a kid she goes to my church so even even though things didn't work out i'm still in that kid's life as you know exactly you know so like i totally get that and I'm, i'm i'm one of those kids that didn't have a father around so i all of my father figures came up in the church and like in school so i totally get it and that's why i'm able to be that for a lot of kids as and then it's also part of being in, in a leader in your church people right. look up to you so it's just like you kind of have to kind of be there right for, for the kids who that don't have right that's dope. that is dope so um two more questions and then we're out of here um which way do i want to go first all the way up let's go all the way up right um so my question for both of you is how long do you wait to start dating again after your divorce well what's the time span before it's acceptable to date again (laughs) i i think our answers are going to differ tremendously so he had to rebuild his life and find out who he was separately. I had already done that. I, I had already figured out how to make this this household work, how to be who I was long before there was ever a divorce. So 
I ain't saying I got out there the next day, but <laughs> if an opportunity had presented itself the next day, I wouldn't have been like, mm -mm, no. No, I would have been like, hey, how you doing? My name is Dee you know. <laughs> so that's my response. Whenever you ready. Uh, I, I actually got into dating right away. Um, just because I was looking to just get my mind off of it. So I was, my, my reason for dating was different than versus my dating when I'm healed. Um, so when I first started dating, it was more to just kind of get out the house, uh, get back in the swing of like getting to know people that I don't know, um, getting my, my interpersonal skills back together because I lost all those because, you know, when you're married and you're in, in your significant other has trust issues, you can't have. You can't have a certain amount. You can't have a certain type of friends. You can't have friends. So I had to learn how to be, become a friend and be friendly again. Um, so my first maybe year and a half of dating was mainly just to kind of get back out there and get used to talking to people, um, get used to the climate of dating because uh, women back when I was single the first time are completely different than now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, oh God, what is happening? I had to like figure out what my role was in, in, this, in this world. <laughs> I was like, these, these these women act like dudes now. They just like, hey, I'm trying to trying to smash and go. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, grasp yeah. my pearls. <laughs> right. um, but um, so the second part of that. Dating while healed is my intentions were completely different now. So I, my, what I'm looking for is different. Even my conversations on these dates are completely different versus when I first got back into dating. So um, I dated right away. And then now I don't date as often now. Um, like usually like if I find somebody that I click with, I give them time to develop and then we see where it goes. So like I just kind of, I was in a relationship uh, in, during quarantine, but she ended up moving back home. So like I'm starting over again, <laughs> but like, because that was mutual, it wasn't like a bad thing. And that was, that was weird to me to end a relationship that didn't have any ill intent or ill will. It was just like, look, you moving there, I'm moving here. Let's just mutually part. And it was like, all good. That felt weird to me. <laughs> I was like, we ain't, we ain't yell. Ain't nobody cuss nobody out. I ain't get called a nigger. <laughs> I think that's a this? valid point, though. Um, I have another friend who is divorced, and when I was telling her that we were going to be doing this episode, she was saying that the one thing she's noticed is that people tend to, when they break up, and especially when they divorce, they want to have the drama. They want to have the big arguments and the big blow up. And it's, she was like, it's just not necessary. You know, if it's not working, it's not working. We ain't got to argue. We just go on our separate way. But I find Let's that is, that's just an excuse. It's just an excuse. Like you need a reason to like not have communications with this person. And usually, unfortunately, bad ill will is that reason for a lot of people not to have like, oh, I don't like this person. That's why I don't talk to him. Like, no, I still talk. I still talk to my friend every day. She's my friend because we developed a friendship before we made that transition into a relationship. So like we still talk and it's just like, but I'm not like when I start to date somebody seriously, then I know like that time has to, like you have to go on the back burner. 
and yeah. we, we but not only that that's a good point but a lot of people nowadays they don't have boundaries so i can't be your friend because when you get mad at her you're not coming over here and laying down we're not cool like that you're my ex right on all levels so let's not and so i have created a lot of those boundaries because of i don't talk to you at all because people they they get they've been familiar with you and they think that they always hold that spot ex-husband and not never again in life ever no i totally agree and that's like and that's what i found i had to make clear it was like look you don't have this access anymore like absolutely you know because and then I have a benefit because she's thousands of miles away now, so it's like <laughs> I ain't got to worry about her getting mad at somebody and coming over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nope. Uh, are you done crying your ass out? Okay. Um, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm blessed in that in that sense of things where like, and then we created boundaries from the jump. Like, we always had boundaries throughout the entire. Um, friendship slash relationship like we always like that was where I learned I can do a relationship again was this last relationship that I was in because I was able to apply all the stuff that I learned and that I worked on after this the first divorce yeah. so it's like being able to uh put into action those things that you worked on mm-hmm. and see that they work and that you could you know hold a meaningful relationship for a long long length of time and it just it made everything click for me yeah okay so last question guys um and this is a question for both of you what advice would you give to someone who is divorced and who is looking to get back into dating dd's on you See, she froze. I, See, think she I, only, <laughs> I, I give anybody advice. Dating. I'm I'm in my own world most of the time. The people that know me know, like when it's funny, or I'm not acting crazy or anything like that. It's just something to do. So I can't advise on being do you do you be comfortable in knowing that whoever is for you is for you and they will find you. Hopefully <laughs> you're not in your bedroom reading a book all the time like me and they will actually find you. That is hilarious you said that. I tell my single friends that all the time. I was like, your your husband is not going to come knock on your door and say, I'm supposed to marry you. <laughs> Hopefully, by faith, he will. <laughs> Otherwise, he might not find And that's what all my super spiritual single friends say, too. It's like, God going to do it. God going to send him. He gonna if be, he gonna... break in your house, you got a different type of problem, okay? <laughs> and if he bringing a pizza, that's not the guy. That's the, that's not what God has for you. <laughs> right. It's because he brings you food. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Right. I'm just honestly <laughs> very content in having peace. And I, I I don't know if it's the thing of fear. I'm not. I don't go out. I'm I'm the friend of joys. That are you coming? Yeah, joy, I'm coming. Oops, I ain't make it. You know. I just, and then again, I have the four children. Um, I'm very active in church. I don't, when? When will I go out? When will I find Mr. Who knows when it's time? But as of right now, I'm in that bed with a book. 
Well, also, you know, we're in the midst of a pandemic, so that's acceptable for now. But I mean, there's safe ways of dating too, though. There's safe ways to do it. Um, I've so I've 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 adopted the online dating um, thing. Um, Hinge has kind of been the one that works for me, just because it's, it's a better quality of person on Hinge, um, and the way that like it's set up, you you're not necessarily looking at the superficial of you're just swiping on looks. You get to kind of see the person's personality in their profiles um but if i was to show you my hands you'll see like there's 10 conversations happening and like all of them say it's your turn to talk because i've I found one person that i want to talk to and i'm talking to that one person and i'm giving i'm giving that person time to develop I, I, i'm not the type of person that to be like you know courting like 15 people at the same time like i don't have the energy i don't have the money I ain't Ooh. got the time. <laughs> like, I, I like I, I I be looking at dudes that be cheating on their girls. I'm like, how do you do it? Where do you find the energy? How can you deal with two black women at the same time? I can barely Hello. deal with one. <laughs> we are a full court load. Man, them them black and brown women, I tell y'all, y'all are personalities. Yeah. And God loves you all. <laughs> um <laughs> But my advice to people who are getting back into dating is um, don't put your full uh, requirements and regulations on that person right from the jump. If you just met that person, don't don't put your husband requirements uh, on that person because you'll you'll they'll never meet that requirement. They'll never meet those standards. Um, just enjoy where you are, like enjoy the conversation. Enjoy getting to know that person and just build build a friendship first. Don't just go into it like, you gonna be my girlfriend. Maybe I just need to hang out for a season. You know what I'm saying? Like just build a friendship and like let let the let the relationship naturally progress to where it's gonna be. Cause you'll know if this person is for you, you know, with time. And it's like, you have time, utilize time, utilize it. There's no rush. Especially like if you're in your thirties, like we, we we look at our thirties, we're like, oh my god, we're getting old. Like I'm, you know, there's people that we people are living this, you know, 80, 90 years old. Like there's so much time until then. Like you got time. You got time. That's dope. I like it. Well, as always, thank you guys for coming on Single Exchange. Appreciate you. I am looking forward to sharing in another installment in this series later. But I want to give a round of applause to Zoe and Didi for participating. Zoe, do you want to drop any of your um your links or your your merch? <laughs> me, me, me. Um check out my record my record bacon check out my record shelter in place um check out the lin live show every sunday at 7 p.m um check out my facebook series that i do every now and again called uh grooves and conversations where i just get on and just play drums and talk to talk to people um and that's about it <laughs> just trying to stay busy in this pandemic you know what i'm saying Listen, you make have some money Didi, you want to tell us about your um, fabulous cakes? Didi no. makes amazing cakes. Whenever I post the fl uh, flyer for this, I will 
definitely drop some pictures of her cakes in the comments. Do you ship that? Do you ship cakes though? It depends. I can bring Well, okay. There are certain shape cakes that I can ship, and there are certain cakes that I have not perfected shipping yet. There's it depends. Okay. So <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I bring you one because they are amazing. So um, if you're a frequent listener, be sure to share this with a friend. If you know somebody who is divorced or who is going through a divorce and you think that they would benefit from this episode, go ahead and share it. And that's all we got. So thank y'all for tuning in and let's exchange. Yeah, find my hinge. Um... <laughs> all of that. Find all hinge. <laughs> you want me to stop recording now? Yes. All right.